Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, Sex Actually, with your boy, Dave Neal. This is a solo one. I know what you're thinking, but it's the Friday one. We do the group one on Fridays. I know, but I did the group one on Mondays this week, so we're all off. This is the solo one. This is your boy, Dave, talking into a mic. Hey, and I'm always like, ah, geez, do people even listen to these solo ones? Well, guess what? We just got a review in. The reviews are in, folks. Fun and easy listen from I Love My Dog, Kobe. She wrote this uh, March 21st, 2017. Happy spring, everybody. Oh, I just dropped it. What did she say? My husband and I love commuting and listening to Dave and Tasha plus guests. It feels like we are in the car with good friends and are always having a great time. Dave is not afraid to say it like it is. <laughs> My favorites are his solo episodes. Keep up the great podcast. This is a must listen to. Thanks so much. I love my dog, Kobe. That's very sweet of you. And then the, the uh, review right before that was um, the whole review they wrote just said, good. <laughs> That's all it said. The subject line was good one. And then in the body of the review, it said good. That sounds like the way my mom gives um, accolades. Hey, mom, how did I do? I just finished a marathon. Good. It's like, oh, geez, can I just try my best to please you someday? Uh, how's everyone doing out there? Are we all doing all right? We're all hanging in there. I am hanging in my Toyota Matrix right now. I'm about to go do a little stand-up show. Uh, I figured I'd sneak a little episode in here. I thought I'd sneak it in with or without your consent. Hey, you hit the download button. You pressed play. You're a consenting listener. I'm allowed to do this. At any time, if you want to end consent, you could press stop. I'm not going to keep playing unless there's a glitch on your phone, in which case... That's not on me. So this is a consenting episode of the Sex Actually podcast. I got a lot of shit I'm working through. I know what you're thinking, Dave. Uh, so you did the first 213 episodes. Or wait, this is number 213. I got a lot of shit going on right now. Um, I'm going to spin it in a positive way. But uh, let's let's use your old boy Dave as a good uh, kind of measuring tool. Are we out there with limiting beliefs? Am I the only one? Am I the only one out there that's just got the worst limiting beliefs? I guess the worst limiting belief is when you don't even know what limiting beliefs are. So so chances are, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you might have limiting beliefs. You know, when people say, oh, you're, you're a stand-up comedian, you must be poor. That's a limiting belief. Oh, you do art. All right, what's your day job? Limiting belief. Just shit like that. I'm just, it's been beaten down on me for so long. And I just have to remember that, hey, we're having fun out there, right? This is the only life we get. I'm not saying rack up all your credit cards into debt, burn your savings, whatever. I'm just saying um, now is the time, folks. Now is the time. What are we doing? What is the purpose of all this if we're not laughing at the absurdity of it all, right? What's the perfect? What's the purpose of the safety? What's the purpose of uh, trying to please our parents? I mean, we need to just fucking start running this shit. You know what I mean, guys? Is anyone with me? What am I talking about? Limiting beliefs. Uh, how do we even define limiting beliefs? Well, I googled it. The beliefs you hold to be true make up the fabric of your experience. The stronger those beliefs, the more they seem unshakable, and the more you will find evidence to support them. Of course. Oh, Jesus. A guy like me can't succeed in life. Of course. Listen, folks. No one's going to surprise us with evidence to counter whatever we believe. If we believe we can do it, we will. And you know what? That That's a fleeting feeling. I tell you what. I had my Camara coffee this morning. Camara. Oh, geez. Camara coffee is so good. It's got nootropics. 
Um, they have yet to agree to sponsor this episode, but I've been trying to get them as sponsors because I believe in this coffee so much. Anyway, it's amazing coffee. You ever have that feeling uh, while you're drinking that, while the coffee's still warm, like, I could fucking change the world. I'm going to write that screenplay today. And then as soon as the coffee wears off, you're like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I got to go do laundry. This has to be done first. I have to make my chick happy. All these things that we do. We do that, right? So anyway, limiting beliefs. What mo- let's just read. Let's just uh, rip this off. It's from paidtoexist.com. What most people don't realize is that the vast majority of our beliefs about the world are not really true, uh, quote unquote, out there. They are only true because we've decided they are, albeit we likely haven't done so consciously. That's it, folks. It's not a conscious decision. You know, I, I grew up with a mom who was just fighting and worked her ass off to raise my sister and I before she remarried and had more lovely uh, children. And life's a little bit easier because she's got a team now. But when I was growing up, my formidable years, as it is, uh, I we didn't do vacations. We didn't. You know, it wasn't like the poorest of poor, but she was a renting a, renting an apartment. She was a sales lady working late. I mean, she worked hard for us. I have the worst limiting belief that I don't deserve a vacation. And I know you think you follow my social media. I'm traveling all over this and that. I don't vacation. I don't. If I do go somewhere, it's to do stand-up or for the podcast, whatever it is. And I'm just saying out there, we need to figure out what we really want out of life and fucking Nike it up and just do it. So does that mean I got to travel more? I don't know. I, it means I just have to stop saying oh, I'm not where I want to be in my career to do the things I want to do. That's not going to put a ring on the finger. That's not going to make me the best version of myself because guess what? In 10 years, I'm not going to be where I want to be at the age of 41 and so forth and so forth. You're never going to be in the most ideal place to pull the trigger on all that you want. We just need to make it happen now. There are a lot of collective limiting beliefs that you've probably agreed to. Uh, Here are a few they listed them. Work must be a chore. Marriage turns you into a boring old person. Time is money. Once you're an adult, life is about responsibilities, not fun. Dreams are not practical. Uh, Dreams are not practical. These all kind of ring true to me that people say, marriage turns you into a boring old person. I don't really have that limiting belief. Uh, That's... That's not on me. Um, work must be a chore. That's one I've I've really dismissed uh, in the last several years because I love what I do. Um, even the side jobs. I love my side jobs because it's a means to an end. My my biggest – do you guys have this? My biggest problem um, with like side work and things like that is that I think I actually have too much of a um, – an ability to deal with bullshit work. Like, like, like put it this way. I have a business degree. I used to, I worked in advertising briefly. I got fired. I got into acting film, stand improv, stand up. That's how I am where I am today. Uh, that's a 10 years in a nutshell. So I, I'm okay doing the grunt shitty side jobs to pursue stand up, to do this, to do that. Cause some days you get paid crazy money and most days you don't. So I, I almost wonder though, if I've been too willing to do the mule work and not fighting for myself. What I'm saying is I don't value uh, what I have to offer at a higher price tag. And my, here's a limiting belief if you want to hear one. It's, a, it's, hard, it's hard to 
value at a higher price tag when you're in a dogfight with a million other people going for the same thing. How's one going to go into an audition and say, I'm the one for this? And then they go, no, you're not. Like, there's a reason that these limiting beliefs exist because it is a fucking dogfight to try to get to the top. It's a dogfight and stand up to be seen in front of good audiences. I, I, I crush in front of good audiences, but how do I do in front of bad audiences? How do I do in front of audiences that I don't want to be in front of? I did a show a couple of weeks ago with two brilliant headliners. They were both men in their mid to late forties, maybe even in their fifties. And it was a bar show. It was a show at a bar. And you could tell they were very much not wanting to be there. They treated it like shit. They were upset for the things they didn't have and weren't appreciative of the audience that they did have. That shit happens, folks. And and I don't know how to translate it into your life, but it's like so, so often. And, and I'm, I am not on a soapbox. Trust me. I, uh, I deal with this daily. So often we don't appreciate the audience that we do have. That audience might be our family. It might be our friends, our lover, our crush, our brother. It, we don't appreciate. We, on, we only worry about who's not there. If I'm doing a set and the audience isn't laughing that hard or say there's only seven people in the audience, I can't get mad at the empty seats. I've got people that are there paying attention to me. It needs to like 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 with you guys. I I can't be upset that I don't have, um, you know, hundred thousand downloads an episode. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, I can't be upset that I have to appreciate those that I have, which by all means is way larger than a lot of independent podcasts. I mean, amongst my my own community, I think people are very much you know not to toot my own horn here. Uh, I will. I'm in the car. Um, but, uh, I just tried to toot the horn, but the car's off. So it didn't work <laughs> not to toot my own horn, but I'm proud of all of you that are here every once in a while. I go, what the fuck? Why can't this thing just go viral because it has kick-ass reviews? Why can't one of my stand-up videos just go viral? Why does my following have to be stuck at this level? But it's like, that's, that's, that's garbage guys. And I, you know, I don't, um, you know, I'd be an idiot to say that that doesn't happen. And I don't feel that way. Um, you know, but it's a fleeting thing and we have to continue to remember all that we have on our side. By the way, Christian, a, a good listener of ours, I was kidding about the Venmo. He sent in five bucks. So what should I do with that five bucks? I was going to give it to somebody. Should I just give it to somebody on the street? I love, I love the idea of just throwing it on into Planned Parenthood, but I'd love, I'd love, I, I love giving, um, exchanges in person. Did I tell you guys about the $2 bill I gave to a homeless guy a few weeks ago? I had a great set at UCLA. Had a really fun time. Oh, I played it. I played it a few episodes ago. I played my set. You know, I got heckled, all that. It was a ton of fun, though. Um, and then a homeless guy was asking for some money, and I had a lucky $2 bill, and I gave it to him. And it was, you know, stupid. It was worth nothing to me. Um, and then uh, the next, I swear, the next day, I get a $100 tip at my side job. This guy just peels off a $100 bill for me. And, like, that's what I'm talking about. You don't give two to receive 100 You give two to receive nothing. You give to receive nothing. And then when things come, you just try to pass it on to others. Well, who is it? Fucking Picasso. Just, you know, I'm going to butcher this quote, but says that, you know, art is a, about creating and then giving away. Is that Picasso? Oh, boy. You're like, no, nah, that was fucking Snooky from Jersey Shore. Oh, okay. My bad. Um, there are probably a lot of personally acquired limiting beliefs you've collected through your own unique experiences. Whatever the case, most beliefs are formed unconsciously without our knowing about it. We didn't necessarily decide to agree to those beliefs because we wanted to. Well, I'm here today in front of all of you to say fuck the subconscious or unconscious belief that just curled into our bed and decided to 
touch us. We, we weren't awake. Fuck that belief. Fuck it, right? Take a stand with me, folks. I get it. I got decades of pounded on limiting beliefs I have to deal with. I have this weird money thing that I have to deal with. And you just, you just got to be open to receive and give like you already have. And it's just, I mean, I sound like a fucking pastor. It's, oh, it's so annoying. It's so annoying to me when I hit that rut because it comes, it comes and goes. You think you have everything under control. Next thing you know, you drop the tranny in your car. That's short for transmission. I don't, don't write a blog about me. You know what? Write a blog about me. I could use the downloads. Um, it's, you know, just when you think something happens, we have compounding issues. We stub our toe. Next thing you know, we're texting on a phone. We rear on somebody in traffic. It's just one thing after another. So what can we do about it? Take a fucking breath. Download this episode. Share it on Twitter. And then get back to fucking work, right? We're not finished people. We're not finished people. None of us want to keep these beliefs. But we either think that's just the way things are. Everyone else agrees. Or... It's become such a part of my identity that it's too hard to change now. That's why it's so great when you go to college because for the first time you can just change who the fuck you are. And the same thing when you get out of college and the same thing when you go to a new job or the same thing when you break up with somebody. You go, fuck it. I became somebody I didn't like. Let's move forward. I know I'm better than this. I'm not changing who I am. I'm just not showing this this shitty person I became, I'm shedding them. That is not my identity. I'm better than that. That's what I need to tell myself. I'm telling you guys, we're better than this. We're better than the guy who goes to sleep with his iPhone and scrolls through Facebook to see what everyone else did that day. We're better than that. I'm, I'm better than the person who says it is what it is. No, it's not. Okay. It's not what it is. It's what you want it to be. That's what it becomes. It is what it, be- it is what you want it to become. Is that proper English for, for, out there? In order to solve the first problem, we need to realize that what is often seen as just the way things are is in reality just a collective assumption. And because it's an assumption, that means that we decided to agree to make that assumption as well on subconscious or unconscious level. I am taking control. Everyone repeat after me. I state your name, Dave, uh, podcast, I podcast listener agree to welcome all of the love and abundance into my world. I deserve it. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to share happiness with strangers, with friends, with family, with enemies. I deserve to be somebody. I am somebody who is important to this system and this environment, whether it's the cul-de-sac, the state, the town fair, whatever it is, I belong. We belong, everybody. We're all able to give and be a part. Did I, is this the episode where I lose everybody? Are you guys with me on this? Does that, maybe someone need it. Maybe I'm, maybe it's me and the guy with the pills in his hands just going, you know what? I don't fucking know what I'm supposed to do. I'm here to tell you, which has been told to me in the past, to get up, do your laundry, smell good, and get the fuck out there and serve other people. Because when you don't know what you're supposed to do in life, and when you don't know where you're supposed to be, and you start questioning your successes, we need to stop it right then and there and go out and serve. And what does that mean, serve? Say hi to the... I tried this the other day. I posted on Facebook. I was like, I'm going to try to smile... Like, do a teethy smile to everybody I see. I tried this last Friday. And you know what? I'll be honest. 
Um, probably 45% of the people, I'd forget that that's what I was supposed to do. Because you know what we do? We put our headphones in. We just forget that we're like uh, even out in the world. And we just walk by people. And we just, you know, I, I, be, we'd be, I feel like the older I become, the more like closed-minded I actually am. Because maybe not closed-minded, but closed off, as it were. So like I, I had to remind myself, let's go smile at somebody. And you know what? Like in LA, you're stuck in traffic all day. If I'm on the middle lane, then the person to my left is going in the opposite direction. I got my arm out the window. It was a nice day in Los Angeles. I just started smiling at people. Yeah, they probably thought I was a psychopath, but for the most part, I'm pretty sure. You ever just see somebody laughing for no reason and you're like, what the fuck is this asshole laughing for? It becomes fun. Have a laugh. And that's what I do stand up for. You know, we, we, it sound, it's so fucking ironic how, how serious... We take stand-up, uh, you know, speaking for comedians here, it's such a serious, like, I'm watching these Dave Chappelle specials just dropped on Netflix, fucking banger special, right? And I'm just like, man, I'll never get to that level. Well, fuck Dave Chappelle, be Dave Neal. Fuck what he does, appreciate it, absorb it, let it go. You're never going to be some, your boss or your older sister or your ex-boyfriend's new fiance. <laughs> You're not. You're you. And it's hard for us to identify who we are when we're too busy looking at everybody else. Limiting beliefs, folks. Some common limiting beliefs. The feeling of not being enough. The feeling of not having enough. Having to work hard for money. Not deserving success. Insert your limiting belief here. Wow. The feeling of not having enough. Having to work hard for money. Having to work hard for money. That's one of my uh, most identified with limiting beliefs. I tell Tasha this all the time. Not Now, this is going to sound super shitty, but I'm like, babe, I texted her this today. I was like, babe, she wants to go to Greece. I want to go with her. I do. I really do. My issue is not whether or not I want to go to Greece. My issue is whether or not I can afford it. And I told her, like, look, for your birthday, like, let's go. I want to go. I just need you to know I'm working my balls off. Side jobs, main jobs, staying up at night, shit in the morning, auditions, this, that. I got three, I got three gigs tomorrow. I got my, I got four gigs tomorrow. I got a gig in the morning. I got a gig from 12 to eight. I have an audition at five. So I have to like take my lunch. I have to go on the, and then at night I'm shooting a man on the street. I love everything I do. I'll be up from eight to 3am. Absolutely. So like I, I'm not. I have to reread what that thing said because it, that that was that one spoke to me. Having to work hard for money, you stay, stand up and in doing what I do, what I love to do, communicating with others. This podcast that's not working hard. That's me just at my core, being communicating, meeting other people, talking alone in my car into this microphone. That's what I love to do. That's not working hard for your money. It's this limiting belief that I need to hold on to these side jobs. And work hard at those. Job. Just over broke. J-O-B. Just over broke. Job. That's all it is. These gigs that we, that we pick up to survive, we don't need them. That's not, that's not the best version. We're not our rock star self doing that job and we're not getting paid for it. You got to find what your rock star self is. And find a way to make money doing it, whether it's photography. I, I, you know, I, I, I tend to go straight to creative arts, but you might not want to do something creative at all. You might, you might want to work at, in, in hospice. I fucking love, and you know, like, I, there's something so beautiful about that. Um, so I don't know what it is that makes you a rock star, but um, do us a favor and do it. We need you out there. We don't need fucking 
passive aggressive Patty who's working at Enterprise and hates her job. I mean, if you want to work at Enterprise, great, but do what you love. There's too much at stake out there to not. There's too much resentment that we pass down to others when we don't do what we love. I have a, I have a, I have a very close friend. Oh, she is, she is literally a guardian angel to me. We don't always talk often. Uh, but when we do, it's a long conversation. We don't just pick up the phone to say hi. It's a long conversation. And my friend, her parents, her mom specifically, had such limiting beliefs for her out of college. I'll, I'll tell you her name's Patsy. I'll tell you her name. And Patsy, she's she's such a magical friend of mine. The second we became friends, it was just like, dude, I get you. You get me. We're fucking, yes, yes. That's a cool person. We like, you just know, you, you guys know what I'm saying. You know, when you know, anyway, Patsy in college, ton, ton of fun. The week after she graduated, her mom said, fun's over, fun's over. You gotta, you gotta get your shit together. Now that limiting belief is dangerous. I'm not saying you should rack up your credit card debt and live on Miami beach for six years. Maybe you do. Maybe you become a photographer or you stitch together your own knit bikinis. Who knows what Etsy page you create. But the point is, is it took her a long time to, to, you know, it took her a lot of pressure and stress to take those jobs because quote unquote, it is time to get serious. The fun is over. Well, you know what happened to her recently? She really started to live her rock star self, and I am so fucking proud of her that she's landing great jobs. I mean, she's working for herself. She's she's naming her price, and people are paying it because what she does, what she offers is her brand, and no one else in the world can do it. Not Oprah, not fucking Snooki, none of those. None. She's her. She is it, and that's unique, and we need to, we need to find what makes us unique rock stars. I don't know if I'm there yet, guys, but I'm telling you, I'm vowing to myself to keep my eyes fucking open and not just hold on to my wallet like I'm some poor artist. No, that that is not a belief I'm holding on to. Stop identifying with a belief. Most people are so difficult to change because we identify with them. I'm oh, sorry. Most beliefs are so difficult to change because we identify with them. They seem to be ingrained as a part of who we are. And because we identify with them, we allow ourselves to be defined by them. If you think you're not creative, you'll see yourself as someone who just wasn't born with that ability. If you think you're bad with getting things to work, you might think you're just not a mechanical person. It's easy to get caught up in allowing our beliefs to define us, but they don't have to. So the first step is to stop identifying with or defining yourself based on what you believe. Kill your conclusions. Whatever you think you know to be certain is probably a lot more flexible than you think. What you think to be required is certain to be much more negotiable. Question all of the conclusions you have about what you think to be true, fixed, or possible. Test your assumptions. Without pushing the boundary and testing your assumptions, it's impossible to move past your limiting beliefs. You need to do something to break the pattern of your limiting belief. Questioning is the first step, but if you only do that, the possibilities of moving to a more empowering perspective stay in your head. Some type of action must be taken that puts your conclusions to the test. Just make sure that you're not staying in the limiting headspace that leads you to reinforce what you already hold to be true. Suspend your judgment and take some kind of action to test your assumptions. Hit the stage, folks. Hit the fucking stage. You know my quote. I say it all the time. My uh, Chinese uh, mantra here. Leap and the net will appear. That is you. 
suspending your judgment and taking some kind of action to test your assumptions. Leap in the fucking net will appear. That is the big secret. That's the one. Yeah, but when I get enough money or if I, I'm going to write for six months and then after that I'm going to start my blog or this or that. I'm not saying don't be prepared, but don't put off tomorrow what you can do today and you can leap and make that decision and brush your teeth with your Oral-B mechanical toothbrush, look yourselves in the eyes and just say, fuck this shit. It doesn't have to be a life change. We're talking little tweaks to the mechanism that is our body, our mind. You know, our mind creates such weird walls that it puts up to protect us. Now is not the time to be safe. Don't wear a condom. (laughs) Now, what if you got herpes and then you sued me? Dave said, episode 213, Dave says, uh, take a leap of faith. I leaped all over this chick. <laughs> uh, boy, what do we got here? Um, anyway, break your limits, guys. I mean, you know, you know this. You know what the secret is. You know what. You know what the truth is. I'm not telling you. I'm telling me. I'm telling myself this shit because I forget. As much as I don't want to, I forget. Every now and again, I get stuck in these ruts and I go, "What the fuck is wrong with me? What am I not doing that I know I can be doing here? How do I change?" Because this isn't me. You know, I fight with my club, with my fingernails for that inch. That's a quote from any given Sunday. I fight with my fucking fingernails for that inch. All right, we're at 25 minutes. Let's do this. Oh, where did it go? I had a little um, sex question prepared and I lost it. Let's see if we can find it. There was a good sex question I was going to go over. This is a sex podcast, right? Oh, boy. Let's see if it's in there. Anyway, guys, I hope, I hope we can... Uh, Let's see. Have you ever postponed a breakup because of how good the sex was? How bad did you let the relationship get before you pulled the trigger? What were you afraid of? And why didn't you break up earlier? Was it worth it? Okay, this is a girl who wrote that. Um, I am guilty of getting into relationships because the sex is good. That's my problem. The only time I've ever really got into a relationship is when I, like, fucking busted some serious... Limiting beliefs, if you know what I mean. I limited some beliefs all over the place. Um, But, um, I mean, sex being good is a really good start to a relationship, though. I know people that are listening have written in and asked, had sex questions like, I've been dating a guy, the sex is drying up, this and that. Look, sex, I mean, just, you know, to to harp on this giving um, aspect of this episode, it's all about giving, like, I had, I had some fucking pretty good 69 earlier this week. And what's the best part about it? It's that I'm fucking giving. I'm giving. And then I'm receiving. 69 is the perfect example of... Uh, and by the way, guys, there's only one way to do a 69. A guy on his back, right? Let the chick get on her knees and do whatever she needs to do. But a guy's got to get on his back. That's the only way to do it. Because you know why? It's a gravity thing. You don't need a 69 where the guy's on top. And your balls are kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just, I mean, look, I'm not turning down 69s if I have to be the one on top. I'm just saying there's other ways to do it. Um, sex while stoned. My partner smokes pot semi-regularly and always wants to have sex because he says it feels so amazing. I smoke very rarely as it just makes me hungry and uncomfortable in my skin. However, last night I decided to smoke a bit before bed as I was stressed out and we ended up having sex. 
It felt amazing, three exclamation marks. It's usually very difficult to make me come, and PIV did nothing for me. What's that PIV? It never has. I need clit stimulation big time. Penis and vagina. Okay. I'm not good with um, acronyms here. It's usually very difficult to make me come, and penis and vagina does nothing for me. It never has. I need clit stimulation big time. That sounds like an 80s rock song. Clit stimulation big time. Clit stimulation now. Yesterday, though, the penis and vagina was overwhelmingly good. I've never experienced that before. Every thrust was amazing, and I ended up having two amazing orgasms that lasted much longer than usual. Anyone experienced this? Hoping I can attempt this more often. Wonder what makes it better for men sensation-wise when stoned. Um... You know it's a girl who wrote that because she had two amazing orgasms. If that was a guy, he'd be like, I had one amazing orgasm in the best sleep of my life. Um, kind of jealous that girls have multiple. I've had multiple, but it doesn't work the same way. Men, it's a musket, right? It's a, Girls have machine guns. Men have muskets. Uh, that's my new book I'm writing. Uh, girls are machine guns. Men are muskets. It's all about shooting that dick. Uh, because men, we got to pack it in. We can fire it off. Sometimes we fire it off too early, but you don't fire one off and then fire another one off. That's not how a musket works. You might have several, um, shell casings in that one musket explosion. This is a horrible analogy. So you might, you might, you know, what we call rope a few, you know, like a rope. Like I think most men get three to four ropes. I think that's how it works. If you're doing the one rope, you need to strengthen up your pelvic, uh, your, um, what's it called? Your, um, what's the fucking muscle called? Your pelvic muscle? No. What's that? We just talked about it last episode. Your little Kegel muscle. Okay. Um, but girls, they can just fire off multiple orgies or guys or guys or girls. Um, anyway, so look, so what's your point? Sex was, you got stoned and you had good sex. Maybe, maybe it wasn't the weed. Maybe you just like, like loosened up a little bit. I've, I've heard this from girls before that. They'll get men, not so much, but I've heard from women that they'll get sort of like nervous about sex and everything has to be perfect and they don't relax enough to like really come. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if any ladies want to write in and tell me that what's the best, what's the best advice we can, you can give women to like really have good, great, you know, pulsating orgasms. Is it to just relax more? Is it to just breathe? I know. I don't know. I mean, what's the secret ladies tell us what is the secret? Um, yeah, that's what someone said. I think the big thing is that you are relaxing, letting go of inhibitions. But, of course, marijuana can amplify your feelings. That is true. Let's see. Um, uh, 26-year-old female said, Just want so badly to be consumed by sex and have yet to achieve that hypersexuality. I've been very sexual since I discovered sex at the age of four. What? I was not abused and was not around sexual abuse as far as I know, but I really am enamored and completely wrapped around sex. I love the honeymoon phase of relationships because it's just sex all the time, but it never lasts. The person goes back to their threshold and I'm left craving more. I masturbate a lot. On a high day, it could hit about four to six times. Holy shit. It's I'm not shaming you. Good for you. It's only when I physically can't do it anymore that I stop. But it isn't the act of getting off that I enjoy so much, although that's definitely a goal and bonus. I just love the con- con- consummate act of sex. I want someone to completely consume and devote their sexual existence to me. I want all of their orgasms to belong to me. 
uh, I want to be the only person or entity they masturbate to or think about sexually. I want to own their orgasms. I got to interrupt you, honey. I'm sorry. I've never heard of a girl in the world that is this sole chick that a dude masturbates to. We fucking see a girl walk by. We take a mental note. I'm sorry. That's just how we are. Genetically, we are programmed to want to spread our seed. Um, but hey, way to shoot for the stars. Uh, I need someone to wrap. I, uh, she says, I need someone to wrap up in. If I could have just 24 hours completely entwined in another human being, every sexual avenue explored, I love it all. Recently, I started doing more anal play, and I think I made my desire for all of it worse. I want to tie someone up and tease them until they can't take it anymore. Until they completely and aggressively demand sex from me. I want them to be drunk off of my scent and my appeal. Fucking right. Um, Jesus, a long one. I watch porn because I so if I care. Is anyone else getting turned on reading this chick talk about how much she needs to masturbate? It was a little weird. She said she discovered sex at four. But I guess I guess that's what happens though. Like I, I remember I dated a girl or used to hook up with a girl in college, and she said when she was a kid, she. This sounds weird to repeat, but she told me. She said when she was a kid, she used to wear um, overalls with no underwear on, so she could masturbate in school. I was like, what the fuck? Because I guess girls maybe masturbate differently than men. Like I feel like girls, it feels better earlier. And for guys, it's like, yeah, you get boners, but you don't know what to do with them. It's not as easy as just like rubbing an itch. Like I didn't come, I didn't really come for the for, for the first time till like I think after seventh grade. That's when I learned how to masturbate. We didn't have Google. You had to fucking. I remember. I think I've told this story before. Uh, so I remember one time I didn't. I was so horny, and I was like, you know, young teen. Or I was like eleven. And I didn't know what to do. And um, at school, they had handed out deodorant. They had handed out Old Spice deodorant, which like, you know, the gel kind of tingly kind. So I rubbed that on my dick. And I felt so good. <laughs> Why am I telling you guys this? Oh, boy. But I didn't know what to do. And I, I'm not afraid to say that I was feeling horny while I was watching Seinfeld. And guess who it was? No, it wasn't George or Kramer or Newman or Jerry. It was Elaine. Elaine was one of my first boners. I should tell her that if I ever meet her. Hey, uh, Julia Dreyfus, you was, my, you was my first boner. I got all blue collar. You was my first boner back in the day. Anyway, let's go back into this girl's like story here. I watch porn because I so vicariously try to live through the actors and actresses. I see nipples being played with or sucked and immediately imagine someone doing that to me. When I see a really big dick, I imagine it's stuffed inside of me. When I see gangbangs, I wonder what it would be like to have all of those dicks around me. I love cum. I want it everywhere. The thought of someone coming inside of me making makes me so wet. The noises they make when, they, when they're ejaculating. That noise, that grunt. Fuck, I want that. I want them to serve me. I want them to be an endless source of semen for all of my activities. What kind of activities do you need that much semen for? Uh, boy, we're going to play baseball. Load up your semen. What? Honey, that's not how it works. I want someone to tie me up and take me, to hurt me so good, to put marks on me, for me to put marks on them. It's all fine and good until I get into a relationship. The sex is the first determinant I use to continue in my relationships. I almost always have sex the first day we meet because if the sexual chemistry isn't there, I can't sustain the relationship. I married someone I wasn't sexually compatible with, and it's like all of my desires went into remission. By the time they sprouted again, we were polyamorous, non-monogamous, and eventually divorced. I've cheated in my past relationships because the affair with the other person was so intoxicating. It wasn't even that I didn't love or want to be with the person I cheated on. I just wanted more sex. 
Lately, I've been having that feeling again, that I want to fuck a different person and devour them. It's to the point that I want to go back to a woman again. I want to, I want to scissor a girl so bad, suck on her nipples, play with her clip. But I don't want an open relationship. I just want to be the one to do it. I want to have a collection of sexual pets. I'm just afraid, and I'm going to lose my relationship again. Yeah, I mean, look. Yeah, you're a lot. I mean, when you have a strong feeling towards anything, fear is going to play a part because, look, hey, I'm not calling you a freak in a bad way. Let your freak flag fly. You got to find someone who lines up with that. Trust me, there is a guy out there who wants to fuck you as bad as you want to be fucked. I mean, he's out there. Maybe you just need to be more honest and upfront with people to let them know that that's who you want. But I will say this. You, you have a point here that like when you do get in a relationship, that shit dries up. And um, instead of blaming the guy, I know that you're not. Maybe look at look at yourself. Like Maybe you get lazy with who you are. How can we bring our best selves to the relationship? Um, I wish I had a better answer for you other than, fuck, this chick wants, to, wants it. Good, right, guys? Anyone else need to smoke a cigarette with me after that one? She, uh... And, and by the way, well written. I, I, for a second there, I was like, is this like a Playboy article that I'm reading here? Or is this like a real deal? Um, but anyhow, um, what else can I tell you guys? Look, I have been so appreciative of all the, the ratings and reviews we're getting. So keep that up. I'll read every one of them. Um, thank you, Christian, for giving me five bucks on Venmo. And uh, Kristen Alberts. And that Christian and Kristen both gave me five bucks. I'm going to give that to somebody. I, 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 I kind of felt guilty when you, when you gave it to me. That's a limiting belief. I felt guilt. You know, I'm not, uh, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here, guys. Um, but anyhow, um, oh, who gets a shout out this week? Who could it be but my good friend, whom I've never met, Victoria. Victoria, how are you today? I know what you're saying. Oh, my gosh. Dave's finally shouting me out. Victoria Giordano. Is it Giordano? Am I pronouncing it right? Everyone go uh, send Victoria Giordano a message on her Instagram so she feels love. I told you I was going to shout you out a while ago. It never happened. Thank you so much for listening. I know you're in Los Angeles. I know there's only 10 million people here. But, yeah, we should run into each other. You want ever you ever want to be on the podcast? I love talking to people who listen to the uh, podcast. I have them call in all the time or come see you. What's going on, Victoria, with your dating life? How, how are you feeling? Are you feeling fulfilled? Uh, are you looking for more? Are you like a psycho like me and have all these limiting beliefs? What's up with you? Uh, thanks so much for listening, Victoria. Thanks so much for all of you who listen. I know that 99% of people who listen have never written in. Um, those that have, I remember all of you. Even you, Victoria. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't shout you out before. But I do. I really like to know who's out there. So send us a message. Uh, Sex Actually Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what's going on. Tell me about your life. Good or bad. If you don't have questions, fine. Tell me what's working. Uh, you know, we got this couple in Irvine. They wrote in. I think that's the one who wrote that nice Sex Actually review. Thank you so much. Yeah, I can't believe couples are listening. You know, you know, yeah, Tasha and I just celebrated three years. And um, I don't know what's going Like, I don't know. We don't really listen to many podcasts together because I like the ones where it's a bunch of comics yelling and she kind of likes the NPR. Welcome to Sex Act. Like, she likes a very kind of soothing one. And mine's always like, motherfucker! Like, you know, always yelling and shit. But, um... I love that you guys are listening. I love that you even consider me uh, part of your friend uh, when I'm in the car with you guys. Yeah, I'm in your ears. I'm in your ears. Sorry about that uh, if I'm yelling. Uh, but yeah, I really appreciate it. If you haven't already, these reviews do matter. Sharing it with friends does matter. It does make a difference. I am not against begging. 
it makes a big difference. We're trying to lock down sponsors, and a good way to get sponsors is just to show the loyalty of your of your audience, your listeners. I was going to say fan base, but I don't want to. That sounds like the dumbest thing in the world to call anyone a fan. Um, my sex actors, uh, but yeah, I uh, I just do. I just truly do appreciate it. Um, I know. The, I know the title makes it kind of weird for you to want to share on social media, but um, I would so appreciate if you do. We're sex actually on Facebook. You can tag us, put us in a Facebook status, or just send a friend. If any of you guys have friends that are that work at blogs, editors, uh, whatever, Jezebel, uh, H, whatever the fucking blog is, um, or any sort of traffic you can generate, we appreciate it. So get us out there. Um, you know, we've 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 hit up. We're getting up uh, up to and above fifteen to seventeen thousand downloads a month, and I, I want to get that in a morning. I want to click open and see seventeen thousand downloaded this in the morning, and we can do big things when we build that army. We're building it. I ain't going anywhere. This is episode two thirteen, guys. Thank you for helping me shed some limiting beliefs, and let's keep it going on a daily basis. It's a practice. Let's shed those. You tell me what beliefs you're shedding. You tell me what beliefs you now believe in. Let's let's word it in a positive way. So no more limited beliefs. Tell me about what's true to your identity. Let, tell me what's true to your artistry. What's your master rock star level? What nets are showing up as you take a leap? There, there guys. Have a great weekend. Uh, love you guys. So I feel like I'm talking to my mom. Love you, mom. Talk to you next one. I'll see you guys on Monday. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye.